back. Welcome to Real Lucha Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Miguel. We're here bringing to you another episode of AEW Dark Breakdown. This week, we have episode 77. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. AEW Dark, episode 77. Right? So let's kick it off real quick with our gimmick and join us as we break it down. Break it down. Hit it. Welcome to the AEW Dark episode 77 breakdown. Our favorites Excalibur and Taz are on commentary. First match starts today with Louis Valley and Chris Peaks versus Lee Johnson and Aaron Solo. Those nightmare boys make us proud as they go from Dark's resident jobbers to actually pulling away with a tag win as Big Shoddy lands a blue thunder bomb to Valle. Second match is Ivelisse and Diamante versus Red Velvet and Kylene King. Velvet gets that shack push as she lands her single leg drop kick for the win. For match three, we got Fuego del Sol and John Cruz versus Top Flight, the coldest team in the game, flame out Fuego with a chilling assisted bulldog. Fourth match has Tony Vega, Aaron Fry, and Angel Fashion versus Gun Club. Them gum boys sure do make Christian Bale proud as they land 3-10 to Yuma for the win. Fifth match brings us Renee Michelle versus Abaddon. Abaddon has the match done with her cemetery drive. For the sixth match, we see JD Drake versus Stu Grayson. When it is done, and Gotham is ashes. Then you have my permission to die. Dark Orders 2 breaks the big guy with Nightfall. Seventh match is Mbaru and Baron Black versus Bear Country. The true team of the two take the win and claim this land as Bear Country. Eighth match has Levi Shapiro, John Skyler, and Ryzen versus Evil Uno, Allen, Five Angels, and Colt Cabana. Dark Orders. One was impressive as he pulls out a twisting flatliner to Ryzen for the win. For match number nine, number nine, we got JJ Garrett nine, versus Max Caster. Platinum Max lands the mic drop to get the victory. Tenth match is Sean Dean and Carly Bravo versus the Hybrid Two. AEW's resident submission specialist makes Bravo tap with the Navarro Death Roll. Eleventh match sees Steven Stetson versus Orange Cassidy. Freshly squeezed takes out Stetson with both his finishers, the orange punch followed by beach break. For the 12th match, we got BSK versus Chuck Taylor. The Kentucky gentleman drives home the victory with a pile driver followed by a jumping pile driver for emphasis. I repeat things for emphasis. Emphasis! 13th match is Daniel Joseph versus 10. Dark Orders 10 lands a deadlift powerbomb on Joseph and seals it with a cocky pin. And now for the 14th match and main event of the day, we have Matt and Mike Seidel versus SCU. This set of brothers want a run back from SoCal's finest. CD starts it off with a leg lariat to Mike. SoCal Uncensored pulls out a clothesline sweep combo. Kaz keeps it classy with a flipping netbreaker to Mike. SCU continues Mike's punishment with an assisted standing moonsault and lion salt combo. Matt finally gets some work in with a step up Rana to Kaz and quietly transitions to a sliced jawbreaker combo to SCU. Matt follows up with a standing mariposa onto Kaz. Man, he's cool. 
Not to be outdone, Brother Mike pulls off a Matrix dodge into an Inziguri onto Kaz. Frankie brings it back with a GET OVER HERE cutter onto Mike. The best Meltzer ever onto Mike Seidel gives the pride of the West the one Oh yeah, that was another swift breakdown, as usual. Yeah, I mean, what are some like key bullet, I guess, bullet points you want to go over based on the breakdown that, uh, that we just did? Yeah, well, based on the episode in general, uh, we really wanted to talk about how um, in the second match, Ivelisse and Diamante, Las Sicarias versus Red Velvet and Kylin King. I mean... Uh, Red Velvet went over, and of course she did. It was so funny. I was to make sh- so to impress Shaq. I was telling Miguel that like <laughs> there's a reason if <laughs> she wasn't gonna go up in the Shaq match, which is following uh, tonight for us on uh, AW Dynamite. Uh, her and uh, Kylie King would have lost against uh, the oh, actual yeah. tag team of you know the Sicarias. Yeah, because since Ivelisse, you started watching Dark, the Sicarias have been undefeated. Yeah, really. Like, they are the premier women's uh, tag, right? They are one of the only true uh, women's tag team that we have going. So, uh, yeah, just uh, really wanted to mention that real quick. I think the next uh, match that we really wanted to emphasize was... That top flight match. The top flight yeah, match. Yeah, versus Fuego del Sol and, and which, uh, John Cruz. Which match was that again? That was the third match of the night. Third match? Yeah. Okay. Wow. It was actually right after the uh, Sakaria and Diamante tag match against Velvet. Yeah. So, um, uh, Dante from uh, Dante Martin actually uh, gave like a, a Miz-like clothesline in the corner to Fuego, which was really cool because, um, you know, I'm a big Miz fan. I'm a huge uh, Real World Road Rules uh, Challenge fan. <laughs> and so I've been following Miz for forever. And... I think it's uh, really cool to sh- uh, see something like that. I'm not sure if The Miz is the first one to ever do that, but, you know, once I see that move, I instantly think of my guy, The Miz. Uh, we get an underhook suplex and standing shooting star press by Fuego del Sol to Dante, which uh, I think Fuego is always uh, impressing us more and more on Dark. He's really getting more time to shine rather than kind of job out, right? And then we get a standing Spanish fly by Darius, right? The older brother. Unfortunately, it's a little bit of a botch. He almost kind of lands on his head. He looks like he's okay, so, you know, just want to keep it clean, right? Yeah. We don't want any um, uh, injuries, especially when, you know, they're they're so young, right? They have some, uh, so much of a future, future ahead of them. Uh, we also get a monkey flip by Fuego del Sol to his partner, Cruz, and he flips him to uh, drive... Uh, Arana onto Darius. That's kind of botched too. So unfortunately, we're getting uh, you know some stuff that is not going 100% the way they want. Multiple uh, you know moves in a row, but uh, you know uh, top flight is uh, very young. So well, how about that spinal tap Fuego did do um uh to top flight oh on the God, outside, dude. That can that Cancun tornado to the outside. By Fuego to Top Flight was something special. And uh, speaking of special, we get the world's greatest tag team a special move by Top Flight. You know, uh, Shelton Benjamin, huge fan. Uh, him and Charlie Haas, you know, uh, that 
formerly uh, Team Angle, right? Yeah. Uh, I always uh, see that uh, maneuver when you have someone hanging on the ropes and someone leapfrogs. I mean, that's classic uh, world greatest, world's greatest <laughs> tag team, no? Yeah. <laughs> and we have uh, an assisted bulldog by Top Fight to finish that one. And that was like... It was interesting. It was it was kind of like a you step. They stepped up. Uh, Darius had uh, Fuego in a backdrop situation, and yeah. uh, Dante's the one who basically flips over uh, Fuego del Sol's leg, so he goes a complete like flip, and uh, uh, Darius lands that that bulldog for the win. So it was um, it was a good match, and I. Love seeing all the athleticism that, especially uh, Fuego, Bell Sol, and Top Flight were um, displaying. Yeah, no, I was, I was impressed. I mean, you made a, an interesting point that uh, Dante is definitely going to be, you, you could see him growing into like a top caliber high flyer. Yeah. Potentially. Uh, and uh, Dar- Darius, maybe both of them, but I think Darius is really uh, showing something unique in like these unique. Uh, rollovers and transitions from moves it's it's very fluid it's something that you would kind of see from like okada or even uh, john cena did that to like uh would do stuff like that to like uh aj styles you know someone they know that they can work with well where uh they do a move kind of hold on to the arm and roll over them to do uh, an extra move or whatnot and uh darius is really kind of since day one, I've been showing me stuff like that. But they have so much room to grow, and it's uh, that's very important to mention. Uh, another match we wanted to go over was the sixth match with uh, J.D. Drake and Stu Grayson. Stu Grayson, obviously, coming out with the Dark Order boys. Uh, J.D. continues uh, with that default Dark song and Titantron. What the hell is that? I feel like we're playing No Mercy, and we just created a wrestler and we just give them the generic you know <laughs> or no, no, no no the more so wcw nwo revenge when uh you know they just all come out to the same song Wait, you like, said you're talking about jd drake what jd drake yeah 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 what the hell was that well i guess because it's second he, week in a row ladies he, and gentlemen that he came out to it yeah oh, okay to Maybe. dart to aew dark's um, default song and Titantron. He just came out to it. Like it's it's unique. Uh, is it a thing? I'm asking. Is it a thing? Because why? Not, if that's what's gonna happen, why not just have him come out of the corner? Like a lot of these guys. Yeah, it's a very interesting point. I don't know. I am interested. Is, are, are they doing this on purpose? Uh, Two weeks in a row now. Same guy, JD Drake. I don't know. Maybe they see potential in him. Where it's like, oh, let's not let's give him an entrance, but. We don't want to push him just yet, even for dark. So let's just give him a generic. I don't know. I really don't know why. That's I'm asking as many questions as you are right now. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, but yeah, it was a good match. Uh, personally, I do like. I mean, I like Dark Order. So I was kind of I was rooting for Stu Grayson. However, JD Drake, I wouldn't have minded if you. I mean, I knew he wasn't gonna win, but if he did win, I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be upset because he's you know he's a pretty good wrestler. He he tries hard. Uh, he's not a even though he's a jobber right now. He's not. He's by no means a joke. He's a guy that you know you don't want to take lightly because you know he's got like some mass on him, and like he does and he does a lot of like uh, moves that Kevin Owens does. I feel like he does a belly to belly. He does a cannonball. He does a senton. It's fair. 
it's funny because as we were watching the match, I pointed out to you that he kind of looks a little bit like Kevin Owens except with grayer hair. I didn't really <laughs> see it, but hey, I wasn't really analyzing his face too much, to be fair. Yeah, and then, uh, and then of course, Stu, when he wanted the Nightfall, and then you pointed out to me that was the name of it because I wasn't aware that Stu's finisher was called it. I knew what it looked like. I just didn't know it was called Nightfall, like from, you know, and paying homage to Batman or like when Bane did that to Batman in the comic books. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good match. Uh, based on, I hope JD gets uh, eventually. I mean, it's probably still gonna be a while, but I do hope that he eventually gets a push into like at least for Dark. That's cool. Um, I'm I'm more so. I feel like Stu Grayson's really the highlight here, and I want to see what they have with not only for him, but for his tag team partner Evil Uno. Right? Uh, these guys have been uh, basically with AEW since the beginning. And uh, they have a long history with the Bucks, and they are extremely entertaining on being the elite. Check that out. And I just want to see, I just want to see more of them in general uh, in ring. So we have to get to the one and only promo, really, of this episode, right? Which is the acclaimed doing a diss track, right? Uh, they have this new the acclaimed shopping network, and this is a diss track to Ten because uh, Max Caster is going to face off against Ten Dark Orders Ten mm-hmm. uh, in to qualify for the face of the Revolution ladder match. By the way, guys, this is my spot of the night. The segment was my spot the of the segment? night. <laughs> the segment is the spot of the night. I, Dude, I I originally, I'm a sucker for segments. No, I, I, <laughs> I originally uh, wanted to say that spot of the night was really supposed to be like kind of like an in-ring thing. But uh, Miguel continuously <laughs> chooses to do like, yeah, character work and, uh, and um, uh, promos and remotes and stuff like that. So I just find it really funny. And yeah, I'm definitely going to... I can't gonna help keep, it. They're just, we're definitely going to keep going That's what it. sticks with me more these days. The most. Because they're usually either funny or like... They have some sort of like awe factor for me they do at the very least. And I mean, I just love the acclaim. I'm a big acclaimed fan fanboy. Uh, and every time they do a diss track to you know their future opponent for the next day or later on in the night, I just love that. Speaking of diss track, we want to get into a little bit more specifics of that diss track. So they were saying that they're selling Dark Orders Kool Aid. Uh, they had, uh, and obviously I said it was uh, uh, completely dissing Ten, right? And uh, I like these kind of references that if you don't get it, you just don't get it. Luckily, if you listen to us, maybe we can help you break down some of these things. Hopefully we catch it, right? Uh, Like I told you for you, you, Miguel, and the viewers, that in their diss track to Jericho and MJF, they were dressed up as Rosie O'Donnell and uh, MJF as a little kid when yeah. he went to the Rosie O'Donnell show. You wouldn't. They didn't mention it really at all. They were just dressed like it, and they were on. They had like a green screen, green screen on set of uh, that show. So right, if you didn't, if you didn't know that, you know, it's very easy to not get that information. We get another one of those uh, really Easter eggs right here with um, that. At one point, at least multiple points, they were showing uh, this room with a table that was knocked over. That's a dig at the Dark Order actually, you know, shoot ski. 
breaking a table in the backstage area where, where they <laughs> always film their BTE bits, right? Their skits. And uh, they broke a table. Apparently, the, the box on BTE, right, were saying that, you know, shoot-wise, they really did break that table and it cost them a lot of money. The Bucks personally had to pay for it. So, you know, just kind of, that's just those small digs. I'm really digging that. I'm not sure if it's the acclaimed who are actually, whose uh, idea is to get those digs in, but they're doing great, right? So, like, you know, I, kudos to them. I want to see more of that. And I'm, you know, I'm a little worried. I feel like eventually I'm not going to get one of these references. But yeah, keep them coming, guys. Yeah. And if you keep them coming, you're most likely going to keep getting my spots of the night. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, they uh, insult his gimp mask, quote unquote. I love that. Uh, talk about uh, how their BT skits are bad, which is the complete opposite. They are the most over thing on BT nowadays for a long time now. And uh, talking about how Ten has SpongeBob arms, so he does. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty great. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what's the next match that we should uh, talk about? Or the Dark Order match, the six-man tag right. with uh, Evil Uno, uh, Allen Five Angels, and Cole Cabana versus Levi Shapiro, John Skyler, and Risen or Risen. Dark- Which is it? Risen or Risen? Risen. Okay, Risen. Yes. Dark Order heavy episode. No, we just talked about Stu. We just talked about this track for Ten. Ten is gonna uh, Ten wrestled as well tonight, and now we have uh, three other members of Dark Order. Right, dark order heavy man for sure. You can't you can't forget about them. I gotta say, I was really happy to see these three members of the dark order wrestle because it's but for me it's been a while like since I saw seen them wrestle, especially yeah. Cole Cabana. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, to get in some of the minutia of the match, we get uh, a Manhattan drop by one to uh, Shapiro. We get a second rope fist drop by Shapiro to one. Uh, that kind of gives me. Some uh, Jerry the King Lawler vibes. Very cool. <laughs> uh, we got uh, Uranagi by five uh, on the apron, which is really cool. Uh, we get a springboard backward frog splash by five onto, uh, onto no, I was about to say Shapiro. That was actually onto Skyler. Uh, we get a Colt Cabana to end the match, throwing uh, Ryzen uh, to Evil Uno. To a wing snapper by five, and then this really cool twisting flatliner. That's what I call it. I don't know if he has an actual name to that. If that's not Uno's finisher, like I'm gonna be mad because that was really sick. Yeah, and that's definitely um, spot of the night for me uh, potential. So, uh, speaking of Max Caster, right? He is in action tonight against J.J. Garrett with Anthony Bowens in his corner. And uh, Anthony Agogo uh, joins on commentary. Yes, which, by the way, my line of the night is when Taz (laughs) says to Anthony Agogo, I wonder how you get this gig. You come and go as you please, uh, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely caught that myself. It was very funny. It's just, it's really cool because Taz is basically talking about Talking to the as the audience because yeah. Amy Gallup is saying is like is Anthony like, Gogo on like these all the matches or not like yeah, I feel we're like confused he goes <laughs> and he leaves like he's acknowledging our confusion. <laughs> so thank you, Taz. Go team Taz. Yes, a reason why you got a group going. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean I think there's this had a bunch of line lines of night potential in this match alone with um, 
you know, uh, as always, Max Caster is dissing his opponents coming into the ring. So he was uh, talking about uh, JJ Garrett's mullet, really, right? He was saying, nice mullet. What like is Brian it, the Pillman, 80s? G- like, and he was comparing him to Brian Pillman, right? Yep. Brian Pillman Jr. Exactly, exactly. So uh, very funny. Um, when going into the match, we get a Tiger faint by uh, JJ. We get a Regal cutter, really. Shouts to William Regal by uh, Max Caster. A second rope moonsault by JJ. A pop-up low blow by um, Max, which is very funny because I usually see like a pop-up uh, uppercut, right? A la uh, Cesaro, something like that. But I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen that. And uh, he followed that up with a brain buster. Obviously, to the low blow, uh, Bowens was distracting the ref. Yes. And then we get the mic drop elbow by Max to finish that off. And my taunt of the night potential is Max kissing his hand, kissing and licking his opponent. In this case, is JJ's hands. It's like what? What is that? We still don't have. Uh, <laughs> we still don't have a reasoning for that. So I'm really interested and in to see what's going on there. All right. Give 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 us the the dirt on that. You know, I we didn't want to. We weren't gonna highlight this, but. Can we just give a? Can we just give some quick love to the hybrid too? Yeah, yeah, they, they deserve some. They picked up a win. Finally, overdue for one, but yes, Navarro death roll by Angelico, right? Submission specialist. Off. The apparent submission speci- specialist. I didn't realize he was he was so until they told us, right? Like what? About within the month? Yeah, or two months, or the last Who month? Said Excalibur or Taz? I believe Excalibur, and I was like, wait, really? I kind of always thought of him as a somewhat of a like a high flyer, but um, hey, uh, well, I he could be a high flyer too. I, I mean, mean, not just a submission specialist. I, yeah, we were talking amongst ourselves, and we're like, hmm, is 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 does that make Angelico our default? submission specialist of AEW as a whole? Currently. It looks like it, yeah. Is he our Zack Sabre Jr.? Yeah, until like someone like TJP comes along and joins the company. Oh, d- don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't give me hope. All right, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm playing with you. But Call out to I, TJP to come, get your ass over to AEW. I would love to see TJP in this company. Please, give it to us. Hey, maybe he could tag with um, Cutler. Right, but why Cutler? Cause uh, they were um, uh, TJP is another one of those uh, uh, California boys that would uh, wrestle with the in the Young Bucks promotion. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Young Bucks, Cutler, TJP. You know, hey, maybe we can get another SCU SoCal partnership. <laughs> right? There's a lot of that going on there. Uh, we have. I'm trying to think. Do we have one or two, more, one more match before we talk about the main event a little bit? I think we're just gonna talk about the main event. Uh, yeah. Because we we covered most of it in the breakdown. Um, an interesting bit is the Kentucky. Does Chuck Taylor have a new uh, ring handle? The Kentucky Gentleman. Where did that come from? Kentucky Gentleman. Is he from I Kentucky? I don't know. Like apparently. <laughs> the only Kentucky, the only Kentucky guy in the biz that I know is my boy Ricochet. He's a, he's from Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. That. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Okay. I think. Uh, well, yeah. We'll just uh, kind of uh, really go in real quick into the Matt and Mike Seidel against uh, the SCU. 
um, they have to win this, right? SCU has to win all of their matches. This kind Otherwise of was they're done. It was a little abrupt that information. You didn't know. I had to tell you about this. Yeah, right? I had no idea that Frankie Kazarian told Christopher Daniels if they next time they lose, they're done tag teaming. Which is huge well, news. Had they been arguing or something? Or was Kaz They were going on a losing streak. Oh, okay. Right? They were going on a losing streak. So um, <laughs> that tough love worked, right? Uh, they are winning. They haven't lost a match since. Now, granted, yes, they have, most of their action has been on Dark. But in Dynamite, they still haven't lost. So, you know, those few matches they were able to get in there, those tag team matches. Um, but if they were to stop tag teaming, it would, you know, kind of suck. But at the same time, I would like to see, I mean, I love CD, you know, that he was my standout of the SCU because he's the guy I knew the longest. But Frankie Kazarian giving some sort of singles run is extremely tempting for me at this time. No, I get it. He's impressing me a lot. Guy has so much charisma and I can't wait until we, uh, when it comes to our uh, BTE sessions that we uh, hear some of that uh some of uh some chasm lines so yeah well uh any anything that you wanted to add when it comes to these matches anything like spotlight or whatnot not necessarily although i did think it was pretty cool what <laughs> that what uh i think you actually said this i was about to say it when tazrex covered but you said that uh mike seidel started slapping kaz like a bass <laughs> yeah, because he's a bass player. Pretty cool, huh? I, wait, I didn't know. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so if you do not, then let's get into our uh, line of the night. Uh, you gave yours. Yep. Right? And my spot. <sighs> you gave your spot of the night as well. I my... didn't give my ton- Oh, what was yours? Reiterate your line of the night. Uh, oh, yeah. It was, it was from Taz. It was about Anthony Agogo. And he said, like, I wonder, he said, so Taz said to Anthony, I wonder how you get this gig. You come and go as you please, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. My line of the night. Give me one second. You know what? I'm going to give negative one some more love in line of the night. He gets immediately immediately to the commentator's booth. And he says, Excalibur, shut up. Such a little bully. Yeah. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, he kind of overdid it, right, with the shut-ups Excalibur. But, uh, like, just the, the first thing that he says when he comes to the mic, that was pretty funny. Um, now, your taunt of the night. Mine actually was, I'm not sure this is a taunt. I'm assuming it was. But when um, when Orange Cassidy, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, uh, was kind of, like, mocking. Uh, or, like, you know, he was taunting. Uh, what's his name? When he was taunting Steven Stetson uh, while doing multiple kip-ups at once. Like, yeah. with his hands in his pockets. Yeah, 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 yeah. That counts as one. Yeah, that was so cool. That's uh, so hard to do. Yeah, it was funny because I was going to mention it if we really wanted to go into that match. Uh, <laughs> Orange is known for his uh, drop kick while hands are in the pockets to uh, kip-up, right? That's yeah. a classic uh, Orange right there. He... Landed a drop kick as always, landing on his back with his hands in his pockets, and tried to do the kip up, and he botched it. So that's the first time I've seen him in AEW botch that kip, kip up, 
right? He's usually very graceful with that. Yeah. So he, I think he, that was definitely um, not planned out ahead of time, and it was really more so, <laughs> you know, okay, like I'm kind of uh, free, you know, free balling it right here, freestyling because freestyle, you know, to make up for the botch, right? Yes. So consistent uh, kip up, uh, laying to the back, kip up back in the back. Um, very cool, very athletic, and yeah. That was a good one. I think I'm going to give uh, some more love to the Dark Order in Colt Cabana. He did like this uh, chop to the corner and kind of started waving his hands like a dance afterwards. Yeah. Just, that just shows uh, <laughs> the, the, the character that Colt Cabana uh, brings, right? I just love those little, those, uh, little uh, stuffs, right? Because that's more memorable than the chop itself. We see a chop a million times. If you get something... Uh, to the chop, you know, it just makes it um, way more entertaining. And you said your top spot of the night, right? Can you reiterate one more time? What was that? Uh, the acclaim segment. Okay. Of the, the, their disc track of Dark Orders 10. Okay. So I'm gonna give some more shout outs to the Dark Order, right? Yeah. And this is kind of a cop out, but at the same time, I think it's so fitting. It's gonna be a tie. Between Stu Grayson landing his finisher, the Nightfall, onto J.D. Drake. And that is tied with Dark Order's Evil Uno, Stu Grayson's tag team partner of for years, right? In landing his finisher, that twisting flatliner. Um, both are uh, very unique, right? Something I don't see anyone else do. And the fact that they were both able to end their matches with that. Because if they're usually what they are is a tag team, right? They are always they're tag team specialists and they always finish their match if it's just them two with another amazing move, the fatality. So the fact that they can shine a little bit solo right here and kind of show off what they can bring as individuals is so cool and so different and I just love it and I wanna see see some more of that like i said i really it's the second time I, I said that but i would love to see some more Stu grayson and evil uno on the show yeah touche well, that does it for us here on the aew dark breakdown anything else um, final thoughts yeah i'm gonna keep saying this till this dude comes back big australiano get your ass back on the ew big australiano Right here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we get, I, I don't know if you know this or you're aware, but you got love and it's right here, dude. So please come back. Come back to us. Take it easy, guys. Peace. Lucha! Lucha.